On today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about how I feel like I'm seeing more and more and more uh, people posting on like Facebook groups or forums um, and asking like, what gear should I get to get started in overlanding? Or how do I become an overlander for cheap? Or what vehicle do I buy to become an overlander? That kind of stuff. Um, so on today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about how you can get into overlanding. So this is primarily for newer folks. Um, if you've been into overlanding or if you've you know done it a little bit, this will still be helpful for you. Um, and again, I'd love to hear from you guys if you are you know experienced overlanders, uh, what you learned as you kind of progressed from beginner to you know where you are now. Um, so if you're new to the channel, my name's Fletch. This is all things overlanding. Talk primarily about overlanding. You guessed it. So a lot of overlanding content on this channel. Um, also, I drive an Xterra, so I talk a little bit about Xterra modifications and, and sort of the way that I've set up my Xterra. Um, I also do gear reviews, trip reports, that kind of stuff. So kind of the full spectrum of what you can expect um, from like an overlanding channel. Um, so if that sounds like something you're interested in, definitely click that subscribe button down below. I'd love to have you uh, in the comments, you know, following along, uh, joining the conversation. So definitely consider clicking that subscribe button. Um, so as I mentioned on today's episode, gonna be talking a little bit about vehicle selection for new overlander, how to be as cheap as possible, right? As, as cost-effective, as budget-friendly as possible getting into overlanding. And then also talking a little bit around gear and like kind of the thoughts that you need to put into that, but how you can do it inexpensively and just get started, right? Like just jump into it. Um, so before we get too deep into it, just want to touch quickly on my featured partners, uh, Overland Addict. There will be links in the description below to all these guys, but Overland Addict has uh, just pretty much anything that you could need. So as you start to build out your list of things that you're going to need to be an Overlander or the things that you want that will fill holes in your, your gear inventory, uh, Overland Addict is a great place to go for that because he's got everything to do with Overlanding. Um, next, Last US Bags, another amazing US-based company. Uh, they make really awesome like bags for overlanders so things to carry your kitchen gear in things to carry tools in just about anything you could imagine so definitely check them out through that link below as well um, and then more overland expo um this is happening in February 2021, so it's coming up. Uh, it's an awesome event full of vendors. So again, as you start to sort of build your repertoire of what gear you are thinking about getting, if you want to check it out and do some research, going to things like More Expo is a great way to get some hands-on experience, to ask people that have used the gear, to ask people that have the gear right there, how it works, see how it functions, and kind of put your hands on it. Um, so definitely check them out down below and get your tickets for that as well. And then last but not least, Northology Adventures. Uh, Again, if you're new to overlanding, this should be really interesting for you. Click through that link, go to the website, scroll to the middle of the page, and there's a spot to sign up for their free overlanding digital magazine. It comes out every month. Um, but great articles about overlanding and off-roading and camping and kayaking and just like the outdoors in general. So definitely check them out as well. Um, so without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. 
Okay, so how can you get into overlanding cheap? Um, I'm gonna kind of break this up into a couple of sections. So the first kind of section is gonna be like why you need to ask yourself, start by asking yourself why you wanna get into overlanding, okay? And that sounds weird and I know this is different than a lot of these videos start. If you've watched one or two or three or more of these videos, um, I think most of the time they just kind of dive into like, do you wanna hit hardcore trails? Do you wanna do gravel roads? Do you, you know, like that kind of thing, but they don't really talk about like, wh why in the first place are you here, right? Why did you arrive at my channel? Why did you click on this video? What made you think I wanna get into overlanding? So that's what I wanted to kind of start with. Cause I think that when you look at that stuff, when you think really in depth, like what exactly about overlanding is interesting to you, that will help you decide on what vehicle is gonna work best for you or decide on what gear is gonna work best for you. Um, so kind of as I thought through this, the things that came to my mind were, you know, there's there's probably one of a few reasons. <clears throat> so one, you might be a car guy or girl, right? Like you might be into vehicles and modifying vehicles and, and wanting to have something that's custom and different from everybody else. That's kind of what got me into it is that I'm a car guy. And I was like, okay, everybody has Jeeps, right? Everybody has Jeep Wranglers. Everybody has Jeep JKs, the four-door Wranglers. Um, everybody has Toyota 4Runners, right? Like Tacomas. I see those all the time. Um, I'm also a Nissan person. I've had a ton of Nissans and Infinities, and I really love them. And I feel like they're a great budget alternative to like your Toyotas and your Hondas. Um, and they still have like, you know, at least with, through 2015 with the Xterra, they had a, you know, a truck-based really capable SUV that was really budget friendly. Um, I've mentioned it a million times, but I've had my Xterra for about four years and I only paid seven grand for it and it had 94,000 miles on it when I bought it. I have 136 on it now. I've driven it all over the country and it's been bulletproof. I've never broken down. I've never had any problems after multiple days in a row of hitting hard trails, 10, 12 hours a day. It's just a great SUV and it's very budget friendly. So again, when you're looking at cheap, you want to compare features, functionality, kind of what you want to do to the vehicle that you're going to select. Um, we'll get into that more here in a second. But so staying on topic here of thinking about why you want to get into it, right? So you may be that type of person that wants to, um, you know, customize a vehicle, make it representative of who you are and kind of what you want to do with it. Um, that may be one reason. Um, it could be that you are into the outdoors, right? Like you might just be someone that likes to hike, likes to, you know, hit trails and stuff like that, like hiking trails and, and be in the outdoors and maybe overlanding allows you to get farther away from the beaten path and kind of out there where you can explore more and check out new things. Um, so that may be a reason, but here's why I bring this up. And here's why I think this is important. Those are two vastly different approaches, right? Like, if I want to modify my vehicle and make it as rugged and capable as possible and I want it to be just a badass big rig with like 33s or 35s inch tires on it and it's just a big huge thing that has armor all underneath of it and steel bumpers and spare tire on the back and gas cans and all. If I want to be that overlander type, you know, that overlander style vehicle, that my budget is going to have to go in a different direction. I may have to focus more on those really expensive vehicle modifications um, than I will be able to on my gear, right? Like, and again, I'm talking about this from a cheap budget-minded standpoint, right? So this isn't the, the guy that's 50 and retired early and has lots of money and just says, I'm going to go dump 75 grand on a new 4Runner and pay a shop to put some parts on it, right? Like, that's, I'm not saying that the 4Runner is 75 grand. I'm saying the 4Runner plus all the mods, right? Like a brand new teardrop trailer, uh, rooftop tents, traction boards, gas cans, all the, you know, goose gear, custom rear panel, all the, all the goods, right? Um, I'm talking to people like myself, right? That are like, I, I really love the idea of going out and exploring more. I love the idea of hitting some difficult trails and, and kind of 
overcoming obstacles. And I like the idea of like camping on a river or camping by a lake or finding some place that maybe nobody's been to or, or very few people have been to away from it all, right? Um, so that's one way of looking at it. If, you, if that's your reason for it, then you're going to want to sort of make a budget, right? Make a spreadsheet and start thinking through. And that was a lot of the fun for me when I was, before I bought my Xterra and I started to think through it, I made a spreadsheet because I'm a nerd. And, but I was like, you know, I'm going to like literally think about the cost of the vehicle. I'm going to start thinking about tires and suspension. And like, these are the things I really want to do. Right. And where do I want to be? What's my budget? How do I make all this fit for as reasonable of a price as possible? Right. Um, but then my gear definitely suffered as a result of that because I went for the truck first. I focused on the truck. I spent a bunch of money before I even bought the truck, before I even got it home, I had tires sitting in the garage. I had, you know, I, I bought it all. I was ready to go. Um, but if the vehicle's less important to you and you're more just like, oh, I really want like a really comfortable hammock and tent and, or, you know, hammock and tarp or tent and cot, or I want a rooftop tent because I'm going to go a lot and it's, a, I'm going to get a one that's big enough for my wife and I, or my husband and I, right? Like those are things to consider too. And then more of your budget may go towards the gear and the camping stuff. And you may just buy like a stock Subaru or like a stock Xterra or a stock Forerunner or something like that. And it would still get you to 90% of the places that, that I can go. Right. Um, or other people with more capable rigs. Um, so, you know, that definitely can impact it. So you kind of have to think through those things first. Um, I also want to clarify and ensure that, like, I'm not trying to scare anybody off or say, like, oh, you have to go buy all a custom new rig and buy all this expensive gear or anything like that. Um, and if you don't know the answers to these questions, that's not a bad thing either, right? Like, it's not like you have to have, you're watching this video or listening to this podcast and you have to have, like, really thought through all this stuff. Like, again, I don't think many people are asking these questions. Um... I want as many people to go over landing as possible. But again, I'm, I'm trying to help you guys save your budget, right? Like, don't waste your money because, and I'm going to speak to it more here in a little bit. I've bought all kinds of gear. I've got, a, I've got shelves full of stuff in my basement just full of crap that I bought that I don't even use anymore because I didn't think about it enough. I got excited about it. I impulse bought it. I used it once or twice or maybe never even used it, but then realized I just didn't need it. And I made bad decisions because I was excited by the YouTubes, right? I watched the YouTube videos and I was like, I need that. I need a gas can. I need all these things. I need all this stuff. Um, but so I'm trying to start us fresh, right? With a good foundation of like, what are you really focused on? Where should your budget be focused? Plan that stuff out, right? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So the next piece of this that I want to talk about, now that we've kind of thought, thought through like why you want to do it and what your focus is, I want to kind of break that out into the vehicle side of it. So like, you know, and this, I'm going to talk about both whether you're like a modder and you want to mod it, or if you're not a modder and you just want to get something reliable and kind of things to think about with that. Um, but like talking through the vehicle piece and then after that, we'll talk through um, the gear piece of it, right? Like, okay, so maybe you're more gear oriented and you want to, you want to look at that. Um, but so let's start with the, the budget ideas for vehicles, right? Um, as I mentioned, right? So there's the way I'm looking at it is two types of people. Someone that really likes to work on their own vehicle, likes to have that custom rig, wants to build something badass that's totally different than everybody else. 
Or someone that's like, look, the car is just the thing that gets me from A to B, right? As long as it's capable enough and reliable enough to get me out to the woods, then that's when I thrive, right? That's when I go camping and, and I do that. So again, I'm going to talk through both those things. So let's start with how to pick that vehicle. So let's start with talking through how you can save money either way, right? Whether you're modding it or buying something pretty much built and ready to go. Um, when you're selecting your vehicle... I'm going to start with the modders, right? The people like myself that are like, I just want, just give me a, a, a blank template and I have ideas in my head for what I want to do to it. So when you're picking that vehicle, what I recommend is pick something that you're familiar with. So again, you guys have heard it. If you've watched my channel before, you know that I'm a Nissan guy. I've had a number of Nissans and Infinities. I have accumulated tools over the years that work on most of those vehicles because most of them have the same size nuts and bolts on them, right? Um, some of the same setups as far as suspension is concerned or brakes are concerned. Um, so as I've accumulated tools and knowledge on that platform, on the Nissan platform, that's what led me to the Xterra. Also, because it's so unique, right? As I mentioned earlier, like there are tons of Tacomas, there are tons of Forerunners, there are tons of Jeep JKs, Jeep Gladiators, right? I just didn't want to be the same as everyone else, using the same vehicle as everyone else. Um, and from a cheap slash budget standpoint, the Nissan Xterra compared to like a Toyota 4Runner is vastly less expensive. Um, I mean, you could argue that the 4Runner is more reliable, and I wouldn't argue with you on that. But I think that for the money, the Nissan is really reliable too. And I mean, we're talking a fraction of the price, like two thirds of the price of a comparable 4Runner, maybe less. Um, so stick with stuff that you're knowledgeable on. Stick with stuff that you like, right? Like, don't feel like you just have to go buy that 4Runner because that's what most people use. Or you have to buy that Jeep JK because you need the four doors and, and that's the only option that Overlanders use, right? Pick something that, that you like and that you can work on. Um, you know, when you're doing that too, you have to take into consideration your needs, right? Are you going to be going by yourself a lot? Are you going to be taking a spouse? Are you going to be taking a spouse and kids? Do you have dogs? You know, think about like, who you're going to take with you? Do you need that enclosed area of an SUV? Or is a truck better for you and you go by yourself a lot of the time, but you want that gear space in the back, right? And you want to put a rack on it with a rooftop tent and all that good stuff. Um, so be thinking about that too. And then jump into the other side, right? So if you are not big into modding, if you're not like, hey, I want to, you know, spend my weekends in the garage busting up my knuckles. I mean, my hands are all kinds of cut up. I don't know if you can see that or not. I got a big old scrape there. I got a sweet burn there from touching hot metal on accident. My hands are just sliced and diced up. There's a cut right there. Like, I mean, this is from a project that I've been working on the last couple nights. Um, <clears throat> but if you're not into that, right? If you don't want to cut yourself up and burn yourself and, and have to do all this work and spend all this time in the garage, if you'd rather drink a beer and watch TV and just buy something that's essentially built already, then think about what your needs are going to be, which where where you kind of go with that is where do you live right like what kind of trails are you going to be hitting i'm in indiana for me we're pretty flat here there's not a lot of challenging terrain there's just not a lot of publicly available land that has big water crossings or rocky passes or anything like that there's no elevation really it's mostly like gravel fire roads that's most of what i hit um i have this big lifted xterra on 33s um, i don't need that for indiana i don't I really don't. If, if all I cared about was going camping, I could have bought a Nissan Rogue or something or a Ford Escape or, you know, anything like that would have gotten better gas mileage, would have gone to the same places that my truck will go. The reason I have the Xterra is I like to, I'm, I've gone everywhere. I've gone to West Virginia. I've gone to the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I'm going down to Kentucky to hit the Kentucky Adventure Trail. In February, when I go to more Expo, I'm going to be going through the Ozarks and hitting that up. So like, 
my goal with it is to be able to literally take on whatever comes at me, right? Like to try and hit the most challenging trails. Someday I'll take it to Moab and check that out, right? Um, so for me, that made sense. But for most people, especially if you're just kind of into it for like the adventure and not so much for the like hard trails and and scraping up your vehicle kind of stuff, um, then just think about the the stuff that you would want. So, I mean, do you need lockers, you know, do you need to be able to lock up your differentials if you're not really hitting anything difficult? Probably not. You know, do you need a ton of clearance? Do you need a big trucky truck or would something like a Subaru work and get you 25, 30 miles to the gallon instead of 14 to 18, right? Um, do you have to drive it every day? Is it a daily driver? Um, so you got to think about all those things. Um, and again, when you don't want to modify it, a lot of the times, and I've heard arguments both ways, but I would contend that if you don't want to work on the car as much, buying something newer with the features that you already want is going to save you time and money and maintenance and the heartache of, you know, breaking down on the road somewhere and having to deal with it, right? If I have my 2005 Xterra, it's just a fact that I have a higher likelihood six hours into a 10-hour drive, something going wrong on that thing and me being stranded on the side of the road. Versus if I had a 2015 Xterra, for example, right? If I just wasn't very mechanically inclined, and I wasn't only worried about spending the absolute least amount of money, I might have spent a few more bucks and bought a newer truck with less miles and just run it stock, right? Just run a stock Xterra. Um, again, I would say that almost, well, not everything, but a lot of the things, 80, 85% of the stuff I've done, I could have done in a stock Xterra, honestly. Um, so, you know, if you don't want to do all that modification, if you don't want to have to worry about, you know, reliability issues and stuff like that, um, you know, in the Xterra's specifically, a good example is some of them, the Pro 4X model or the off-road trim, they changed the name from one year to the next. Um, they come with a, an electronic locker. I'd love to have that, right? I didn't buy it because I couldn't find one at the right price and used. I was looking at used vehicles, you know, um, but now here we are, you know, years later, I'm kind of like, man, I wish I would have just bought the vehicle that I needed with the, with the modifications that I needed, right? With the, the features that I needed. Um, so if you do think you're going to hit more challenging trails and you can get something that has, you know, the options that would help you with that, then you should do that, right? Just save yourself the upgrades and the paying a shop to do it because trying to add it later is going to cost you more money than it would have cost you just to buy a vehicle with the, with that feature on it in the first place. So yeah, as far as upgrades go, if you can do the upgrades yourself, then again, you can stretch your dollar even farther. You can do more modifications because of the money that you're saving, paying someone else just to do the labor can then be applied back into buying more uh, goods. Also, that opens up another window for you if you're a DIY person where you can buy used parts, right? Sometimes shops will have weird problems with like they won't install used suspension or used brakes or used tires or you know there's there's all kinds of weird caveats that these places will come up with where they're like eh, I just don't want the liability of dealing with a used part and installing that for you. Whereas if you're doing it yourself, like almost everything I bought for my truck has been used. All my armor I bought used. Um, my wheels and tires I bought used and tossed them on the truck myself. Um, the uh, the re rear leaf springs that I just replaced on the truck, I did those myself and I bought them for about half of what they cost new. And they literally were new. The guy bought them and just never put them on his Xterra. Um, so again, I saved that money. I brought them home. I threw them on myself. I saved a few hundred bucks at least versus the shop having to do it. And it was great. It was great. And so I could apply that money. Then I bought a, you know, a double din radio for my truck. That's awesome. And I didn't feel like I was even spending money on it because I saved so much money on the leaf springs that I was ready to click the button buy on the website, but I saved that money. Um, 
on the other side of it too, right? Like again, if you buy, if you focus on buying a vehicle that is already pretty much there and you only have to do a couple of things, like again, maybe you really want some armor to protect it in case you do get into a situation where you need to protect the undercarriage of the vehicle or like steel bumpers and stuff for pushing through brush and stuff like that or rocks, um, then just be aware of that, that you're going to have to spend that money. But if you buy those parts and you pay someone to install them, they're going to be done right, most likely, right? If you find a reputable shop um, versus like sometimes I can mess stuff up. Like I'm not going to lie. I've installed things before that didn't work out that well, you know, and I'd go back and do it or I I got too deep and I I couldn't solve the problem. So I ended up having to take it to a four wheel parts or something like that to have them wrap up the job. Um, So you can go either way, but you can be budget minded about it no matter what you want to do. Um, from a modification standpoint. So that kind of wraps up the vehicle selection and modification section of this, if you will. Um, Next, we're going to kind of touch on gear selection, right? So now that you've kind of picked out your vehicle, you know that you're all set up, you know kind of where you're going to go, and you know what your focus is on these trips. Um, You can think back again to that initial question that I asked, which is, you know, what do you want to do? Do you want to go camping more? Do you want to explore out of the vehicle? Just get to a place and then park and then go hike and and check out nature? Or are you more about hitting the trails, overcoming obstacles, you know, really hitting the trails hard during the day? And then the campsite is just like where you end up. Because those are two totally different things as far as gear is concerned, right? Um, So if you're that first type of person that is more like, I want to explore, I want to see the sites, like you can spend less money on your vehicle right? Just, you don't need it. You probably don't need the vehicle to be a tank. It doesn't have to be a giant, you know, armored up beast. If you're just going to go explore some fire or some gravel fire roads and stuff like that, you just don't need it to. So focus that more on your gear stuff. Um, Think about whether you want to be a hammock camper, a tent camper, whether you want to sleep in your vehicle, right? Do you want to build a platform or have a platform built or purchase a pre-made platform for your vehicle? You know, are you taking the family with you? Do you need to buy them gear too? Is it multiples of sleeping bags and all that sort of stuff, right? So, you know, but before we just dive into all that stuff, right, I want to set the stage with that, that you got to think back to that initial question as far as how, you know, what you want to do when you go overlanding. Um, But that being said, the purpose of this video is to talk about how to get into overlanding for cheap, right? Um, And I actually am quite an expert on this because I have done everything wrong. I've spent too much money on my vehicle, too much money on my gear. I've just spent and spent and spent and bought and bought and bought. And now I have tons and tons of stuff. So let me impart some wisdom to you so that I can save you that heartache and that monetary loss, right? So just think about the basics. And what I mean by that is kind of my biggest piece of advice would be it can be really exciting, right? Thinking about going on an overlanding trip and focusing on the trip and and watching these YouTube videos with these people, these badass rigs and stuff to where you want to just go, you, you won't even go on a trip because you're like, well, I can't, I can't, I don't have traction boards, you know, I don't have a winch, I don't have bumpers, I don't have armor, and you may just sit there and just plan and plan and plan and save and save and save and buy and buy and buy before you ever even go on a trip. And then you may go out and you may find out that none of the stuff you bought is even what you actually needed, right? Um, so my advice on this front is don't be like me. Like when I bought my Xterra, I brought it home and put it in the garage and put it up on my lift and took the wheels and tires off and started stripping it and buying parts. Never even drove the thing. Never even took it off road when it was stock. I literally drove it from the person's house that I bought it at to my house, put on a two and a half inch lift, put on 33 inch tires, put on lights, light bars and a 20 inch one in the grill and light upgrades galore and just everything, right? Like before I ever even went out. 
And again, now, even four years later, I'm like, man, this thing's way overbuilt for most of what I do. <laughs> like, I love that I can go to, like, the Ozarks and I can hit a lot of the challenging stuff that these guys with badass rigs can hit. Um, but I don't need it most of the time, honestly. And again, if your focus is more on, like, yeah, just get me a little bit farther out in the woods. Get me get me to a place that, you know, maybe, like, people in a Prius couldn't go, but, but like, a, a regular old Jeep Grand Cherokee could go, right? With no modifications. Um, so... That's my advice to start is before you buy a thing, unless it's like I don't have a tent or I don't have a sleeping bag. Like if you don't have something that you need, you got to buy it, right? Like you're going to have to buy something. But start with something cheap and just go out and try it and then learn from it. Learn if you like to camp in the winter or you like to camp in the summer. Like do you need a lighter sleeping bag or a heavier sleeping bag? But again, don't watch one video and say, oh, that looks so cool that these guys are camping in the, the Canadian winter, right? Because if you're in a temperate climate, you're probably never even going to get that, you know? So you have to kind of think through that stuff. But again, don't just accumulate a bunch of gear before you ever go. Go out, rough it out, see what it's like with the stuff that you've got, and every single trip you will learn something new. So like every time I've gone on a trip, it including a month ago when I went, right? Like still to this day I go on a trip and I get out there and I'm, I'm using some of my gear and I'm like, oh, you know what would be really nice? I actually like I have this little table and I have this old school folding table and the old school folding table has always been fine until it wasn't like it's just kind of ratchety like it's not great it's kind of wobbly it's got like a weird vinyl top so that just doesn't seem very sanitary like I can't really clean it very well um and so I was using it the last time and it kind of like started to slope and fall down and it was about to drop all my food off of it and I was like you know what I should invest in like a decent, good sized table. And it also is pretty big and bulky. So I was like, and if I can reduce the space that it takes up, that would be a good expenditure of my money, right? So again, four years later, I've got another little tiny aluminum folding table, but it's too small. And I learned that and I've used it for a year, right? And now I'm like, okay, I need a bigger table because I'm starting to do more cooking and I'm starting to do more prep. And I'm, I'm not just eating hot dogs and fast food when I go, you know, on trips anymore. I'm actually cooking things. Um, so as I've learned that, then that's kind of how I've progressed. Same with sleeping stuff for me. That's where I've had a huge expenditure of money is I've, you know, slept in the vehicle. I've done hammock camping. I've had multiple different kinds of hammocks. I've had hammocks with bug nets. I've had hammocks without bug nets. I've had multiple kinds of quick, easy up tents. Um, I tried a cot. I tried sleeping on the ground. Uh, I tried memory foam mattresses for that. I mean, I've literally tried every option. I finally settled on a rooftop tent. I like being up off the ground away from the bugs and the, the animals, the critters. Um, I like that I can, you know, pipe propane up into it and run a Mr. Buddy heater, or eventually maybe a, like a diesel heater. Um, I like that it's roomier. I like that it's up on top of the truck so it doesn't take up any room inside the vehicle. So, like, you're going to learn that stuff as you go, but you aren't going to learn if you don't just go, right? So get out there. Take those trips. Um, see what you can learn and then slowly accumulate that gear and prioritize it too, right? Like you don't have to go on your first trip and be like, well, I need this and this and this and this and this and this. Like come back and say, okay, here are all the holes that I saw in it, in my gear. And the most important thing would be this. Let me get that and try that and get that right first and then I'll get these other things, right? Um, so part of just being budget-minded in general when it comes to overlanding is is not just buying all the gear all at once, right? Testing it out, learning the limitations. Again, you may think that the cot is the way to go and you may spend some money on a cot and you may be like, and I also want an, air, an inflatable mattress to go on top of it. And I want this great pillow that I saw that folds up really small. And, and then you've spent two, 300 bucks. And then maybe you hate hammocks, right? Like maybe you actually go out and you use it 
and it's a pain in the butt to set up and it takes up too much room and you just don't have room in the vehicle for it and you know what I mean and then you learn that but it's too late you've already spent those those few hundred bucks so like really figure this stuff out before you start purchasing gear that's the best way to get into overlanding for cheap is don't try and aspire to be the YouTuber guys and girls that are out there doing crazy trips and crazy rigs with full sponsorship and all this stuff, right? Um, you know, my rooftop tent is a perfect example, and I'll kind of wrap up with this and then go into kind of closing statements. But um, also, as you're coming up with those priorities, like do research. And that's where my, my tent comes in. So I had learned about people making their own tents, and I, I took a stab at that. I tried to make my own tent, and it actually worked fairly well. Um, I made it a little too thin. It wasn't quite wide enough, so it wasn't very comfortable. Um, but I learned from it, right? I learned some fabrication stuff. I learned a little bit about sewing, which I'm not good at. Um, and I only spent a couple hundred bucks on that, and it saved me buying a you know big, huge, expensive rooftop tent. But so then I, I finally kind of got to the point where I'm like, yes, I do feel really good about the rooftop tent. I like being on top of the truck. I, I like having it up there and, and freeing up so much space inside the truck where I don't have a tent and a cot and memory foam mattresses and all of these things, right? A pillow, all this stuff that takes up room inside my truck. Um, so once I figured that out, then I was like, I'm going to buy one. And then I started to do research and I'm looking on Facebook and I'm watching YouTube videos and there's just tons of ways that you can research this stuff, right? But do your research, spend that time. Because what I ended up doing is I found this tent that was with taxes and everything on Amazon, less than a thousand bucks. But the features that are on it, the way that it opens up is really super easy. So it's not like your typical lower dollar tent where you have all the awnings and poles and stuff that you can't lose and you got to set all this stuff up and it takes five to eight minutes just to set up the tent. My tent sets up in probably two minutes, two to three minutes, um, including taking the cover off and then popping the thing up. I mean, you pull on two straps and attach them to your, I attach them to my door handle and my rear quarter panel and my tent's up. I'm done. I'm good for the night. I've got, I keep all my bedding up there. It just saved me a ton of room in the truck. Um, but it just took some time, right? Of figuring out what I wanted and then figuring out what was within the budget and figuring out the best way to get the features and the functionality that I wanted for the right price. Um, so again, if you do it slow like that and you learn from each trip, then it's not really that scary. There's not a whole lot to be scared of and, and you won't spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on stuff that you don't need if you're just careful about it and really think through you know, each step, each piece of gear as you're buying it. So let's wrap this episode up. Um, Again, the major factors to think of are whether you want to work on and mod and do maintenance to an older vehicle, or if you would rather just buy something off the showroom floor that's brand new or something that's two to five years old that's pretty new that's going to get you some reliability, get you the features that you want in the vehicle without having to do modifications to it. Just think about those two things, but don't let that hold you up from getting out there and trying things out. If you have a 12-year-old Jeep Cherokee, go take it out throw some throw what you got in there and just go try it and find out what you need find out where the holes in your gear are and you'll learn a lot um and that takes us to the gear too right like think about your focus when you're when you're picking out your gear is it on comfort and being like you know like you're back back at home because then you might have to spend more money up front and buy something like a teardrop trailer or something really nice or a big expensive nice rooftop tent um, if it's more on like, I like roughing it, I'm a tough guy, I just want to go out and like sit around a fire and drink beer or shoot guns or whatever, right? Like, then maybe you don't have to spend that much money. Maybe you can get by with a ground tent and a ground pad, right? Like, but those all help you make decisions as far as where to spend your money in your budget to make the trips as, you know, convenient and comfortable as possible. 
you know, like my example that I brought up earlier of spending all the money on the truck before I even took it out. Again, I've learned I don't I didn't really need all that stuff. So maybe instead of me getting a rooftop tent four years later after I've been doing this for a long time and gotten really into it. Um, but I spent all this money along the way, right? Like maybe if I hadn't been so stupid with my expenditures, maybe if I hadn't done so many vehicle modifications at the beginning, I could have had a rooftop tent two or three years ago and I could have been living it up and loving it, right? This whole time. Um, so think about that focus, right? Think about the camping versus off-roading focus and factor that into your budget. Um, but again, I hope that this stuff was helpful for you guys. Um, I hope that it raised some questions for you, right? And again, I would love to hear from you guys down in the comments below. So let me know what you guys have learned as you've gotten going if you're a more, a more experienced overlander. Um, if not, if you're brand new, post up in the comments below and let me know any questions you've got. Like again, I would love to pass on my information that I've learned over the years as far as like what gear works for me, what gear was good quality, what was bad quality, right? Um, so post up in the comments below and just let me know what questions you've got and I'm happy to answer any questions that you post up. Um, as always, thanks for watching. Check out down in the description below. There's links to all the social channels, Facebook, Instagram, the podcast if you're watching on YouTube, YouTube if you're watching on, or listening on the podcast. Um, and there's also a store on the website too, allthingsoverlanding.com. Just got some little stuff on there, little stickers and some PVC, really nice PVC patches. Um, so if you're new into overlanding, patches and stickers are a big thing with us. We all love to collect those patches and stickers. So again, thanks for watching. Get out there, live, learn, and discover, and we'll see you guys next week. Oh, my God.